What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you to reach millions, whether that is millions in your bank account, millions of listeners, or millions of followers. Today, I am joined by a productivity expert for women. She helps women leaders 10x their results. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to guess that it is. She's smiling. She helps women leaders grow their results simplify their life so that they can have the impact that they want. She's also from New Jersey, which is where my family lives. Her name's Jen Mack. Jen, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm great, Stephen. I'm really happy to be here with you today. Thank you for having me on your show. No problem. It is my pleasure. So helping women in leadership, helping anyone in leadership is a little bit of a challenge, right? They're super busy. They have crazy schedules. They have these huge visions. They have a lot going on, but you've been doing this for years. Like I think we said 15 years. Is that about right? This January will be 20 years since I've been in the life coaching space. That the term life coach didn't even exist when I when I started. I'm I'm dating myself now. Uh, still, that's that's the honest truth. It wasn't even called that when I started. You know, I was teaching. But that's awesome. I mean, that was one of the things I met you six or eight weeks ago at a birthday party, and when we were talking, that's what you see so many people who have been in this game now for like three years and they're like, Oh, I've been here forever. And it's like, no, you have no idea. Like we were doing Skype meetings or we were using teleseminars. So tell me, where did all of this start for you? How did you get involved in this? What grabbed your attention and caused you to grow into it? Yeah, absolutely. So the story of how my business started really begins 32 years ago as I was starting my first year of college at age 17, Stephen. I was really struggling uh, personally as a young adult on multiple fronts, which caused me to just feel such desperation that I immediately set out onto the path of personal development. And I think the biggest areas of struggle for me at that time were Um, I was constantly vacillating between anxiety and depression day in and day out. It was crippling for me. I was also really struggling with creating a healthy relationship with a guy. I would have these um, very painful, what I like to call crash and burn relationships. And as my college years progressed, I found myself using alcohol more and more um, as my coping mechanism, you know, to deal with life and my feelings. So those three things, Steve... Uh, amongst many other things, um, really did create this feeling of desperation, setting me out onto the path of personal development at a very young age, which um, I always tell people, you know, I did not set out to learn all I did so I could successfully coach other women. I set out to learn all I uh, did so I could successfully turn my own life around and create everything I envisioned for myself. Um, So around the same time when I was 17, I also started realizing that despite having a very privileged education, uh, all the things that I wanted to know most, Steve, like how to do successfully in life, uh, none of it was ever taught to me, you know, not at home or in any of my uh, schooling, which seemed crazy. Yet I really did want to learn things like, you know, how do I cultivate my own daily happiness so I'm not depressed and anxious all the time? Um, How do I create and sustain a healthy romantic partnership versus, you know, have a boyfriend for five minutes and then be alone again for another year? Um, 
And how do I amass wealth versus debt um, in this lifetime? Because I think, as many of us know, you know, even if you earn a lot, um, if you don't learn how to manage and grow your money, you can end up without any for your future, right? So all these things I wanted, I kept realizing no one taught me. Um, and perhaps a lot of your listeners can identify with that. So for me, you know, it was this feeling um, like I was completely failing uh, you know, on my life on all fronts. And it drove me onto this, you know, onto this path of a very unorthodox, out-of-the-box higher education that really uh, intensified after college. And for me, when I look back now, Steve, this time was like earning my PhD in life coaching too, right? Because for those next 10 plus years, aside from me working to just make a living, I was truly dedicated to my own healing and growth. Okay. So we're going to, I want to get to where like the 10 year mark, but I want to know, like, was there a moment? I mean, first off being 17 and realizing this stuff, right? I think when I was 17, like I knew I wanted to make money. I was making a good amount of money through jobs. Like I made a lot for a 17 year old waiting tables. And then I hustled on the side selling Cutco and doing some other stuff, but to have like that much vision, was there a moment that you remember sitting somewhere or like there's that moment where we either hit rock bottom or we have like a big aha where it's like things have got to change and it's got to be me, right? Like Zig Ziglar says that, like it's going to change. It's up to me. I think that's kind of like a, a saying that everybody has heard, but there's that really does exist for everybody who took action, pivoted and went in a new direction. Do you remember something like sticking out to you? Yeah, I do. Actually, I was like probably seriously a month into college at NYU standing on the corner. I think it's Washington place. I haven't been there in a while, but somewhere downtown and running into this girl that I, I had met in the first month of school. And she was mentioning they had free like therapy services at school, like you got 10 sessions free or something. And she was just saying how she was seeing someone. And I remember her using the word and just speaking and saying it was so insightful, like it was so insightful. And I had this light bulb moment, Steve, of like all my issues, like vacillating between anxiety and depression, not being able to like create a healthy relationship, just being very, feeling very like untethered and lost. I had this awareness in that moment, like split second of wow, that might be really helpful for me. Somebody that can help me become aware of what is on, you know, what is roadblocking me from a, a better existence. And I'd love to tell you, I was just so evolved at 17 that I just had some, you know, spiritual awakening moment that, you know, uh, I don't want to disappoint your answer, but it was really more like desperation. And I think sometimes there's such a gift in that when you're so bottomed out, like I wasn't struggling in one area, you know, it was everywhere. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always tell people there's like, I, this comes from Tony Robbins, but I think it's so true. It's like most people are operating somewhere between like a four and a seven or eight. And yeah. that in that zone, like being at a four, you're never going to be in enough pain to really take action. The people who are at like a nine or a 10, they are high achievers and they want to keep in that zone. So they will constantly push harder. But people that are like at an eight, maybe like a seven, they're like, ah, life is pretty good. I don't know if I really need to change anything. People are like four. They're like, I'm a little overweight, but you know what? I would much rather have a cheeseburger than a salad. I'm not there yet. Right. You, I mean, we all have that moment. And I think 
the thing that separates people besides that scale that we just talked about, the other thing is being able to say, like, be honest with themselves and say, I'm unhappy, but I can fix it. It's just because my surroundings and I'm like, I don't feel happy right now. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm a failure. It means I can change it and I'll take responsibility and I'll go take action. And you did that at 17, 18 years old, standing on a corner your freshman year of college. I mean, my freshman year of college, I was like, where are the girls at? Like the completely different thought process. So good for you. I did have a little bit of that. Uh, mine was like when I was 23, I dropped out of school. I'd gone back and I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, why am I wasting all my time doing this? Anyway, back to you, because your question that you ask yourself, how do I up-level my life? That's I'm paraphrasing. How do I get the results that I'm after? That's still the question that you're asking women in leadership today, right? Yes, yes. So I think just to go back to what I was sharing earlier, like I I literally then spent thousands upon thousands of hours reading hundreds of books, doing my own deep healing work in therapy, getting sober at age 22 in the 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous, among so many other things, Steve, that I did. I mean, you name it, I, I did it. And the byproduct of that was not only did I turn my life around, um, yet everyone around me noticed to the point where they would literally come up and just say to me, how did you do that, Jen Mack? So I would share because I had struggled, right? When you're in pain and you understand struggle, you want to share what you've learned, the wisdom you've acquired on that journey. So I would share. And then the next thing they'd always say is, wow, that is so inspiring. You need to teach a personal development course. So I heard that for like three years over and over and over again before I finally started. And I started with three girlfriends. I sent an email and I started with three girlfriends and it snowballed uh, word of mouth from there to the point where I've now worked well over with well over 1500 women uh, word of mouth since 2003. And what I believe my clients um, benefit and value most in working with me is that I've been before where they are now. And so I really think that is it's not necessarily what I'm teaching, but they know I've walked the walk. I'm not just, you know, they, they like to say talk the talk, right? That's awesome. The okay. So I want to like move through your timeline. That's first off, you sent an email. I'm sure it was on like AOL, right? Like you got me up during. Yeah, like, it used to dial up. Do 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 do. You remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. The I told somebody that the other day, and they're like, "Really?" I had side. I showed somebody a cassette tape, and they were they asked if it was an eight track. I was like, "Man, you you have no idea." Anyway, the um. You send an email, you start getting some coaching clients, but then fast forward, this is 20, 20 years ago. So fast forward, how did you start working with specifically women leaders? Because that is a different, it's the same thing, right? How do you get the results that you want? But it's not the same. It's not using the same exact tools because when you're, when you're quitting drinking or you're learning how to date people better, or you're just trying to get your life together, right? That's like, one group of people, but then there's the ultra high performers that now are leaders. They have anywhere between, you know, a handful of people to hundreds of people under them at an organization. They're out in front. They have a lot of people looking to them for direction. The challenges that they face are different yet the same. How did you move into that area? 
Yeah, so that's interesting too. So for the first decade plus, I worked with women from all walks of life and every sector and so forth. And then in 2012, I, I totally burnt myself out. I had two small kids. My business was booming. I mean, it was bursting at the seams. And the system, Steve, that I had built, the infrastructure could not hold up the community now that I had. And I had done everything myself. I, you know, as much as I had this innate, natural ability and business acumen, there were a lot of things I didn't know, right? And as business owners, we're always learning and growing, right? So um, I, Everyone just kept saying, you've got to scale, you've got to scale, Gen Mac. And I just wasn't clear. And so I felt like I really wanted to keep practicing what I preach because I feel like that's the power of what I do and how I help people. So I was like, if I don't step away, I'm not, you know, I'm just going to be talking the talk. So I stepped away and it took me several years. I mean, it took me many years. Uh, I would say there was a good chunk of maybe five, six years where I was really just doing trainings and talks for clients that were reaching out, mostly leaders. So that um, demographic was always part of my clientele. I would say maybe 10 or 15% of women of my original community were, were also leaders. But I think when I stepped away, what I got clear about and why I wanted to serve that sector was, you know, I had kids now and I realized that when I looked back at the clients who took what I taught them and most actively implemented and made the greatest change and came not only back excited to share the change, but also really grateful, I realized the commonality was they were all leaders. They were, you know, doers, they were entrepreneurs, they were business owners, they were in the C-suite. And I also realized that when I worked with a woman who was uh, a leader in some way or a doer, even if it was of their community or their school or whatever it was, that not only did it impact positively their personal or professional life, but it also trickled down because this is a person that everyone looks to, right, for leadership and guidance. So I thought, well, this is how I can make greater impact on the planet because I can't clone myself. That was one of the issues with, you know, when everyone was saying, uh, Jen, you've got to scale. But what I love about my work, Steve, is I love the intimacy. You know, I love working small group. I love working one-on-one -on -one because there is nothing more satisfying to me in this world than seeing someone come to me struggling, especially someone who's in a position of power in our world right now, right? And mm -hmm. being able to give them the tools which they're grateful for and ready to run with and then come back every seven days and, and be able to measure tangible progress with um, and realize I'm not just helping that person because they're doing the work, improve their personal and professional life. I'm also now helping their team or thousands of their employees because they're embodying these principles and ideas, which are often out of the box. You know, I'm very out of the box. I, from day one, have done things. I walk to the beat of my own drum. I really don't care what the world says is how we're to do things. Um, and even in the coaching space, you know, I've been finding my own way. There are a lot of practices that all these coaches do. And if it resonates for me and it feels in line with my integrity, great. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to do it just because everyone's doing it. So I think that leading by example for other leaders helps them have the courage to step out of the box because I think that's what leadership needs today. And I think that's often where the joy is for, for all of us. Um, so yeah. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? 
Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Awesome. The Okay, so I mean, you covered a huge realm of stuff. I want to get into some actual tactics. So sure. whether it is somebody who's just listening to this and they're like, I'm not a leader yet, but I'm trying to get my life together. What is one thing that you would give them? I know you said like personal development was a huge piece in your beginning. What is like one tool, one tactic, one thing that they can do to start to get some traction, feel better about themselves? I like I'm a huge believer in personal development. I think it is one of the strongest, like best uses of time, energy and money. What is something that everybody should be doing? Well, I think for starters, we live in a world uh, where we're being inundated with the messaging and the conditioning constant, con- you know, constantly, whether it's spoken or unspoken, that, you know, FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. So you better do everything, get your hand ever. And, and that is the quickest way to not only be miserable, but to be overextended, burnt out, and, and often lost and confused. So the first thing I always really start with is, you know, empowering women and giving them permission, uh, and anyone I speak with, man or woman, the permission to drown out the noise and really tune into you and really get clear what is priority for you at this stage of your personal and professional life. It doesn't matter what the world is telling you you should value. That is often why people are so unhappy, even though they have quote unquote success, is because the things that they really value in their heart that they've never paused long enough to take the time to tune into and listen to, they're not following. They're following what the world is dictating or telling them is success, you know? So I have a lot of clients that have quote unquote success, but they come to me because they're unhappy. They're unfulfilled. Something's missing. So that's the first thing. Get clear, get laser focused. And I always talk about your top two priorities. What is your primary and secondary goal for this next stage and chapter of your work and living? Everything else can honestly wait. Um, So that's where I would recommend people starting. Okay. That's a good, good place. And it's pretty tactical. I like, I mean, obviously clarity, big fan of, uh, if you can't see right now. Yes, I like that hat, hat. Steve. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, this one, well, so a client got this for me a couple of years ago, and now I give them to all my VIP clients. Um, That's another story for another day. So let's go into, I want to go into some tactics just for leaders. So we kind of talked on like getting clarity around two big goals. Um, I think one of the biggest things is like get off of social media. If you can cut social media out of your life, you will, your life will be 10 times better, especially if you're having a hard time finding clarity. If you're feeling jealousy, if you're feeling some depression, it's because you're comparing yourself to others all the time. Getting off of social is a huge place to start. That's just like one easy thing. I know that seems crazy, but just try it for like, try it like three hours a day. Maybe. Anyway, what is something that you give specifically to leaders? I love that you laid out, like, I think one of the things that separates leaders from non-leaders is they will do what they say they're going to do. So you can lay out a plan for them 
And 10 days later, they're going to show up and they're going to be like, I did X, Y, Z. What's the next thing on my plate? Or how do I do this better? But what is a tactic that you give specifically to leaders? What's one thing maybe we should start with? What's one thing that they really struggle with that people that aren't leaders, like what's something that they struggle with behind closed doors that not very many people know about? Well, you know, I don't think there's, I would love to tell you there's like one specific thing they struggle with. What I find is because I am a life coach, Steve, so I help women in every area, they are struggling with something because of their success. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, because maybe they work to climb the corporate ladder or they've built this seven-figure business or whatever, maybe there's some other area in their life that's completely void because that was where they were putting all their time and attention to. But there's this a lack of fulfillment or this desire because they are overachievers to really want to live their best life and to find some balance now and bring that back into existence. So that area could be, you know, I have this amazing life and friends and business, but I don't have anyone to share it with. And I'd really love to learn how to create the space and learn the skills of intimacy or confront whatever maybe the block has been there and I don't have a partner yet. Um, Sometimes it could be, you know, their health, right? Because they're they're burning the candle at both ends. So they'd like to eat better and start exercising and bring their life into balance. Um, sometimes it's they they thought their happiness was going to be in their career and they're completely unhappy and they want to start following their heart and maybe do something more meaningful. So I'd love to tell you there's one thing, but it's really women that come to me for the work I do. That's why they're coming to me. It's like, I've got quote unquote success in some area, but because I was putting all my time and attention there, I never learned the skills or the tools here to develop this in my life. And therefore it's feeling really, un, you know, imbalanced or I'm unhappy. Okay. I mean, I think the, I think the unhappiness thing is a big thing. I think a lot of the leaders that I have worked with, a lot of them are lonely. Like they have like, they're at the top and they yeah. don't have anyone that they can call and talk to. Um, somebody the other day was saying something that I thought was really powerful. They said, you know, if you're surrounded by, people that you pay, you start to get a warped view of reality because they're all going to tell you what you want to hear. But then you don't have like, you're so busy doing all the things that you probably don't have a lot of outside influence anymore. And it's kind of lonely. And yeah. And Steve, like you know what? This... That is my story. I'm sorry to interrupt. You know, like uh, you just hit the nail on the head. That's how I became so passionate and clear about who I wanted to serve at this level of my career. And it's on my homepage of my site, but that was exactly it. You know, it, it's lonely at the top. So I started just a girl who'd struggled, right? So I wanted to help other women who struggled, but then I became a leader And I hadn't struggled for many, many years. I'd become someone people looked up to, people turned to. Well, leaders need support too, right? And you get to this place where everybody perceives you as this person who has answers, who can help you with things. And then you hit your own wall of, okay, I'm maxed out or I'm at a crossroads. How do I find my way out of this? And I realized there was no fellow season leader who got that, who had the toolkit for me. So as I had to, that was my next like journey of life school for me. That was my second round, you know, where I basically spent those few years at home with my kids. I'd love to tell you, I was thrilled to be home with my children, but I'm going to just be honest for all those moms out there that are wired not to be at home. I love them, but I just felt like a big part of me was missing and I was missing my community. There was a lot of grieving that I went through, but that journey, that second dark night of the soul for me was how I got clarity. Oh, you know, not only can I impact 
make greater impact working with these women, but they are alone because that's, that was what was happening to me. It was like, you almost feel afraid to talk to anybody um, or you've become so accustomed to saying yes, but you often hit a breaking point where there's only so much of me to go around. How do I start to make shifts? How do I step into my power in a new way where I can still be kind? I can still lead with power, but I'm also not losing myself. And I think that is, you know, now to your question, if there's one underlying thing, I think that is, you know, maybe they have one area they're coming to, but they're also feeling that pressure and that overwhelm to be all things to everyone, because that's what they've become in their personal and professional life. It usually bleeds over, you know, you don't turn the leadership off in different areas. You're perceived as that leader everywhere. So that, I mean, we were, I think it's very good. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the tool that you have on your website. If you're listening to this and you're like, I want to see how I can figure out how to make my life better. I feel some of these things. I definitely resonate. Um, Let's talk about the whole life assessment that is on your website. Just tell us a little bit about what it is. Yeah, so I have a whole life assessment. It's a mini class and digital download. Um, It's a good starting point for women that may want to come and work with me, but also want to step into this work. And they're just feeling that itch or that uh, desire to next level elevate their personal and or professional life. So it's basically a 10 minute video um, with a a worksheet. And it's a, a way to start to step into what would you like your life to look like exactly? And where are you right now? And how do we start to bridge that gap? And how do we break that down into very tangible bite-sized steps that can fit into a leader's life every 24-7. So yeah, if any of your amazing listeners are interested, you can get that at my site. It's jen-mac.com backslash gift. And that's j-e-n-m-a-c.com backslash g-i-f-t. Awesome. If you guys want that, that is in the show notes as well. You can click down there. You can also go to her website. There's a lot of great information there, um, but the whole life assessment is right there front and center. Um, You'll be able to find that. Jen, is there's one tool that you could give people besides the assessment? If there's a book that they should read, if there's a podcast they should listen to, if there's something else that you would give people, what would it be? Well, you know, Steve, I could, first of all, I could talk with you all day. I so enjoy your pointed questions. I remember when we met at the party, I was like, this guy's such a great interviewer. So I've just so enjoyed that. So I could go back and forth is what I'm saying. I have many books I could recommend that are life-changing. And interestingly enough, because I'm an avid reader, I still to this day will read about a book a week. I always mm-hmm. return back to like five or six books that I found life-changing. But but to go with that, what I would say, most important after maybe the life ins- assessment, is to become self-aware of the energy that you are and that the energy you bring to other people each day. I think we're so unconscious right now, especially in this world, leaders and non-leaders alike. And to just pause And to really like check in and notice what kind of energy am I carrying? Am I carrying helpful, excited, forward-moving energy? And I'm going to bring that to Steve 
in his podcast today and to his listeners? Or am I, you know, am I bringing in really tense, stressed out energy or self-absorbed energy? It's amazing to me. That's one of the places I start in my small group program uh, of how even so many leaders are not aware of the energy they bring to the space that they're in and to each other. And I would say, start there, start becoming aware and even asking people, what kind of energy do I bring to you? Um, Because I think that's so key in work and living um, as far as, you know, interpersonal relationships, which is everything. That's, I mean, the energy piece is huge. Like we we're using leadership. Like there's two ways to use leadership. A leader is somebody that's in front of a lot of people, but I bet everybody listening to this can think of one boss you had that was a bad boss. They were quote your leader or your boss, and they were horrible at leadership, right? What we're talking about is leadership. How do you show up in a way that inspires people to take action and to follow you and do what you ask them to do without beating them? Right. I mean, that's, 20 years yes. ago, 50 years ago, you saw leaders that walked around and they got compliance by threatening people by I'm the boss, you're going to do what I said. And people had a paycheck. One of the things that we've especially seen in the last three years is a lot of people leading, leaving, L-E-A-V-I-N-G, leaving, exiting bad work relationships because leadership was lacking. So if you, I'm I'm just going to be real blunt. If you have employees that have exited or that are telling you you're a bad leader, I don't know, like Alex Sharfin, a guy that is in the productivity space talks about this, where he had his own come to Jesus moment where he's like, why are people fleeing? Well, it's because I act out of anger all the time. And I walk around frustrated because I'm trying to do too much. If I can get more stuff off of my plate and take a moment of Zen and show up in a way that is supportive. Um, One of my biggest takeaways from a book really quick, I think you've probably read it, um, how to win friends and influence people is instead of criticizing people, always commend people and build people up for how you wish they would act. If you tell somebody, oh my goodness, you're so great at supporting people. They're going to be like, because everybody wants positive feedback. We all want that loop. So the minute you're like, oh, I'm getting praise for, for, being nice to people, I'm going to naturally be nice to people. What happens when somebody criticizes you? you yeah. Like, screw you, right? Like, oh my God, I love everything you just said. And you know, this is everything I'm about. And this is again, why I think I've been a word of mouth business for nearly two decades is because I feel a responsibility to lead by example, Steve. I think that's the most powerful leadership. So if I'm not doing the work, then I'm just talking the talk. I'm not walking the walk. And when we lead by example, we inspire everybody. You know, everybody, like you just said, wants to two simple things in life, wants to be seen and wants to be heard and to simply know that they matter. And I think when you can be a leader and be aware of what you're bringing to others and look for the good, what is this person doing well? People will be so motivated to rise up on behalf of your cause and and just rally. And that's how the world gets better. You know, and the last thing I'll say around this is another area that I work a lot with leaders is effective communication. You know, it's amazing to me how even in leadership roles, we're so we lack the education. I always say, 
you can't communicate from a space of just saying what you need to say. You have to think about what do I need to say, but also what do I need to say in a way where the person on the receiving end is going to receive it in a way where they're not only going to hear my request, but want to rise up to meet it. And learning those effective communication tools, I have a training I do in my small group program on effective communication. And one of those tools is the one you're talking about from Dale Carnegie. It's like, Exactly that. It's like, look for the good in your team and verbalize it. You know, so-and-so, I noticed you closed that deal yesterday. I just, and I heard that you went above and beyond. And I just wanted you to know that I really appreciated that. Like a genuine compliment wherever you can. People feel good about their ability and what they're bringing to the table. They want to entertain more themselves. So that is everything. I, I loved what you just shared. Awesome. Well, I mean, if you guys like listening to this and you've enjoyed this conversation with Jen, um, if you want to find out more about her, I highly recommend going to her website. Again, link down below the whole life assessment mini class. If you want to learn how to communicate better, if you want this positivity, you can tell the energy that she's showing up with. Um, Jen, I just want to say thanks so much for being on the show and sharing with us. Thank you, Steve. It's been really awesome. I, I so enjoyed connecting with you at that party. And I've been looking forward to this because I, I was just like, wow, what a dynamic uh, interviewer and great. I mean, you just asked me such great questions that day. I was like so impressed. So thank you for having me. It's been an honor to be with you. No problem. It's my pleasure. And to everybody else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, make money, and show up with the energy you want to give to other people. We'll talk to you soon. Are you looking to scale your business, but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work, whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking. There are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time.